they? Elliott, off to the races. Can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Haskins spreading out, sets up deep. Over the middle. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Fields has time. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the QB Draw. I am your host, John, joined as always by my co-host, Ez. And we've got a special guest on with us uh, from the Deleted Scenes edition. Uh, <laughs> Jack, uh, you might know him from at Tuesdays Maction on Twitter. Um, we are here to recap uh, the worst game of football ever played in, in Evanston, <laughs> Illinois, um, as Ohio State comes out 21 to 7 against the 1 and 7 uh, Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, I'm fellas, throw up, man. That, <laughs> just hearing that out loud. <laughs> uh, not really a game to write home about for, for anybody except for. Uh, Dual threat, C.J. Stroud, right? Um, but breaking it out, time. Like, every fucking damn. time, every time he does this, he shit, can like, move. He he, he can, can fucking run. move. And yeah, you, you see him when like it was there the big run that he had where he got nudged uh, out sort of toward the goal line. You can tell high level he is processing like how to get yards. He just doesn't like to do it. And like, he's like, uh, he has like Aaron Rodgers speed. Like, like I'm not comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, but like that would, uh, that would like be my comparison for his mobility. Like he's not like, he's obviously not Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields or even like Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, but he, he can move when needed and they haven't used it at all this season. And uh, I mean, he was the most effective rusher on the day for the Buckeyes. Um, I, I'm not, Let's just get into it, I guess. Yeah, uh, let's let's let Jack. Have, oh yeah, have yeah. Some, some say here. <laughs> well, first I'm going to do my little Sam Block bit. Here's here's, <laughs> here's a little monologue. Uh, I mean, Buckeyes win. What are you going to do? You know, C.J. Stroud still the best. Q- I can't even say it's <laughs> still the best QB in the country. Dual threat. I'd like to see Georgia or Alabama play in windy Chicago in November. Ryan Day's a great coach. He made adjustments. No, I'm just kidding. He's horrible. He's horrible. If Dude, the pass well, is there. He's, he doesn't know what to do. He shits down his leg. Well, I mean, in, in his defense, right, we are recording now at uh, around halftime in the uh, Tennessee-Georgia game. Um, and there's another quarterback having a little bit of uh, an episode right now uh, for the Tennessee Volunteers. So maybe the, uh, maybe the Heisman running isn't, uh, isn't quite over yet. Um, but, yeah, down the box score, right, like pretty disappointing day from the offense right like we said like 76 yards through the air 51 yards uh for marvin harrison um 12 from weirdly wasn't very targeted much at all uh again like he's got an average of fucking 10.2 like yards per catch like maybe we should fucking they were spamming to julian fleming who had absolute brick hands today just uh, not figure it out it was one of the most frustrating things because the balls were hitting him and like again like you said like tj obviously didn't play a great game but i mean there were probably six or seven balls that hit dudes him and stover and 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 chest Egbuka only had one, but it was a rough one. Well, Egbuka's was a touchdown. Yeah. He he was walking into the end zone, and that was a pretty well thrown ball. And, like, of course, like, those are just plays that you have to make. I mean, Mecca Egbuka had 
arguably the play of the game on offense. That that nice little uh, end around. <laughs> That's that bleak. That is bleak. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty sick, though. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't deep... think I I don't think Ryan Day like understands how to coach when things aren't going one hundred percent his way. We've That's all, clearly. and like he's he's played like four games ever where things haven't gone one hundred percent his way, and like it comes out every time. And I think you're right; you're dead on in that. Like I think he is a guy that if he coached in a vacuum would never lose a football game, but he does not respond well to adversity. And I think oh. that that's something that is worth saying. I will say. Um, outside of that one and a half drive, I thought the defense looked really good, and maybe it's just because Northwestern fucking sucks. Um, they do suck. They really, they really do suck, suck. But holy shit, like there were some plays. Like man, uh, Steel Chambers had a play like early in the, I think it was in the second quarter, where like he he came like a shot out of hell, and Tommy Eichenberg had some plays. Uh, defensive line, I'd, I'd say, was well, at large, like kind of quiet today. Well, because, because they keep – I haven't looked at the snap count. Like, all, I, I want to see the snap counts this week from Dan Hope at 11 Warriors. But uh, the, no the defensive ads. line rotation, it, it's like – dude, it's like fucking spring ball, ball out there. It's like, yeah. all right, time for the backups to get in. Like, what are we doing? Like, you have two JTT very clearly... had that, like, one batted pass on the first drive, and I, I really thought, like, oh, man, like, JT no. JT and Harrison weren't in on that last fourth down when it was still seven to fourteen. I think. What was like, Javante Jean Baptiste doing on the field? He, Why dude, he, he sucks so bad, mm. man. No offense, like he has a bright future in in streaming video games. Like, I, I, hey, I'm, don't forget about those TikToks where he asked the coaches riddles. Okay. Yeah, no, he he has a he has a bright future in content creation. You know, he's better at than at it than us, but we might be better than him at football at this point because it. <laughs> I'll speak com- comfortably. I think Jack is probably better than him at football at this point. I, you know, um, Listen, I, I, Ez and I are not large me. guys. Yeah. I, I, I'm officially, I'm officially challenging Mick Mariotti to whatever lift he wants to compete me in. I'm going to kick his yeah. ass. I'm stronger than him. He's a short little hob or goblin that doesn't know what he's doing. Hobgoblin. Why are there out. 12 players hurt every week? You, yeah, you I mean, we, we yeah. haven't even you, talked about Travion Henderson mysteriously being like milk cardoned. Like, too many bicep curls this week because those mean a lot for football. <laughs> you're a fucking moron, dude. You see the videos of the workouts people do, and it's like he got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt moving tires. He got hurt moving tires this week. Yeah. Not even, oh. not even in the whack. He was just moving tires around outside. We. I think as as a whole, I think what one thing that we can say is we got a uh, Mayan Williams of old performance today, um, and and a lot of that is probably because he's banged up and is not one hundred percent. But uh, he played better in the second half. He was rough I, in the first rough half. in the first half. Uh, not and, and really, not saying the offensive the line was great because it certainly wasn't. But yuck, some of the like he was bouncing it. With, he was just d- dancing, and he's not like some backs like. Henderson definitely dances too much, but he can get away with it because he's Travion Henderson. Mine Williams should never be dancing. Like he is a power back in every sense of the word. Now he does have some, he, he's, he's more agile than a master Teague, but that is not like what he is on the field to do. Um, Boy, that's a name. I um, yeah. I mean, I, I like, 
overall pretty disappointing game from the offense, but you know, the defense stepped up and kind of got it done. And, uh, you know, I mean, like there were some obviously external factors, right? The weather was like one of the worst weather games I think I've seen in a long, long time in in college football. It's kind of hard to tell down on the field. I'm sure it was bad. Like it's, it's, it is kind of easy to forget. It was just things from behind like when they're punting the ball into the wind and like immediately the ball is getting absorbed and just nose diving right into the turf. Like, yeah, that was insane. Um, Just really, you could look back and say maybe the plays of the game were like, I mean, Jesse Mirko had uh, a really good couple of punts um, late in that game that, that really kind of pinned Northwestern back and got them out of their rhythm. Um, I will say like at some point, I was I was really worried at some point they were going to try something new with the Wildcat, but uh, they didn't. They just no, every time was just like all. direct snap and uh, run the ball. They could have done a jump pass, left. and I guarantee you it would have scored a touchdown. Because well, exactly that's what I was I was waiting for like them to use because like this, the motion of the quarterback felt so deliberate. I thought they were going to do like a double pass or something, but they they never ended up doing it. And again, like. The one, the times... one on the like weird triple option to the receiver. I don't even know if that was a play call or if it was improvised. That one had score. Yeah, uh, th- th- that one. That was a nice play. Uh, uh, you know, Northwestern blows, but <laughs> I thought they they had some moments too where like the game was willing was like there to be sort of one and sort of in the balance or at least take the game to overtime. And they like, man, it was like I think it was like third and eight or something third and maybe third and six deep in their zone and they decided to run the ball and force a fourth down and then yeah. they punted with like seven or eight minutes left and that's when Ohio State took the ball and went down and scored and like I mean it's just you know the wind was was really insane like I mean you know it, it's tough to it, you don't want to make excuses for things but like Man, like a seventy-seven-yard punt. I think Miracle had at one point during the game. Like Which that's was a kind of shit. Yeah, like I mean, you could not stop the ball. Like it was no. gale force, like uh, Pebble Beach winds today. And um, you know, I mean, all in all, you, you survive in advance, right? Like, I mean, I think until this team and and like we said last week, I think until this team lines up against the team in blue, like we're not gonna know what's like the rankings sure as shit don't matter we're not going to know who this team is fundamentally until that game um uh, until they can respond and like you know again like i guess i'll be curious to see what they bring next week right because if they come out and lollygag again because now this is two i would say two and a half weeks now of they haven't looked particularly clean i know they destroyed iowa and i know they beat penn state in happy valley by two scores but they have not looked particularly smooth uh since the since bye Michigan week. state right yeah yeah like they were rolling heading into the bye week um i like and again a lot of those teams sucked but none of them sucked as bad as northwestern um i'll yeah, tell northwestern you that is a bad football like team. they're the worst team in the big 10 i think by a pretty comfortable margin didn't they lose to like southern indiana or some shit southern like, illinois the southern Salukis. illinois southern yeah the salukis yeah they lost to <laughs> miami ohio nickname. yeah no yeah, I, it is a banger I, think, of a nickname. I think my bgsu falcons would kick the shit out of northwestern i'm not kidding i was yeah i i think they would too um yeah, I mean, you know why? Because Urban Urban is the secret undercover coach at BGSU. He's back no, to his roots. No, he's not. Scott Leffler's <laughs> dog. <channel>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you um, see during the second half when uh, C.J. Stroud finally ran the ball? And albeit wasn't the best rushing performance in a half I've ever seen, but it opened up. And do you know why it opened up? Yeah, because, because we, we've, we've been, been saying this for two years. Because, years. Yeah, the edge defender couldn't just fucking sit on, like, just completely right. ignore the quarterback. And look, there are ways – sorry, I didn't mean to completely cut you off. I just have a little rant about this. There it. are ways to – have a quarterback run game i mean uh, a run game without a running quarterback but the and i'm no x and o's expert i don't know what these play calls are but the way these running plays look like they're designed they still look like that base zone read option from the jp barrett days so the the way the play develops you still have the edge defender except you're not reading him anymore if they are in fact or if you are then he he knows the quarterback isn't going to keep it ever, even if he right. overcommits to the running back. Like and I mean, that the, that fourth and one play, like right, like I mean, you could tell something fundamentally broke in the brains of the like of the Northwestern defense when he actually kept that one right. And like, holy shit! Like all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I, I think it was later in the game there was a pretty broken play, I'd say, with like a um, with the play action and CJ was moving out to the right and the defensive line wasn't trying to make a sack because they were trying to just contain him. And like, they didn't end up getting anything out of it, but I just thought that was interesting because like, you can't like, maybe if, maybe if he just kind of commits to this teams can't fucking tee off on the, he on the has to back. run. Like, I know it's a dumb Buckeye fan thing, but I'm sorry. He has to run. He's clearly athletic enough. I don't care if he thinks uh, he should be playing running back or whatever it was that he said last year. He has to run because it it does it does legitimately open up other parts of the offense. And he's not he's not Dwayne Haskins back there. He's not yeah. you know he's not literally a statue. Um, he is mobile enough to to make plays with his legs, and he's going to have to do it down the stretch against Michigan. And if they make it to the playoff, in the playoff, we've seen him. If we've he, seen him yeah, extend plays this year. You know, like he struggled yeah. with that last year, but he's like. He runs around and looks for an open receiver now, but like if they just ran a true read option five times a game or eight times a game or whatever, and he held three times a game, like yeah, you hold you you run a read option where you keep the ball four times a game, gain a six, gain an eight, gain a ten, gain a four. They're at least going to respect it. It's it's simple. You have to, and you can't think too like at the you know I understand at some level right like being hesitant to want to run the run the ball as a quarterback in like you know today's era where you know there's still kind of a stigma around quarterbacks that run the ball but you can't think that an NFL team that's looking to evaluate him at the next level isn't going to look at like the very limited tape and say like hey we got something here right like right. you have just enough like it's it's like Dak Prescott is not an elite runner of the ball he's not fast but he can you know, if if you just slow down that defense just that shriv- sliver of a second, like you're opening up so many lanes. And like again, it's the same thing that we talked about earlier in the year with Kate Stover. It's that like you now have a tight end that you know you quasi have to respect. You have so many things, not today. So many he was not today. today. He was dog shit today. Um, balls bouncing off his chest and like just not catching things. And like that was kind of across the the board. The the theme for Ohio State's passing game was just lack of execution who is um, he but, looked like and actually this is going to be disrespectful to Rashad Berry because Rashad Berry caught a clutch fourth down against Maryland in 2018 but like Rashad Berry was like a converted defensive end who was like only supposed to be a blocker like that is what Kate Stover looked like today except his blocking also was not very impressive was um, bad yeah yeah 
Although did he he didn't play as much in the second half. I know they said he was spending a lot of time with the uh, medical staff at the end of, of course, the uh, of course he was. Of course yeah. <laughs> Because everyone is hurt on this team, um, including yeah, we, their best we, we player. We somehow need another bye week, and we're just not going to get one. Is, is there a reason why G. Scott Jr. is like, on the field? Like, I get it. He's in there to block. He's a fat wide receiver. <laughs> I think he's a better yeah. receiver than Cade Stover. Just maybe throw him the ball. I don't know. I yeah, he's like, six, three. he's like 6'3". He, he had one target all, all game, and it was uh, the, the corner. It was a mismatch from a rare mismatch from the defense where they had a cornerback on a tight end and he like they they dove in and, and broke it up but yeah that was the only that was the last time they threw the ball to him and yeah i mean like if, if he's in the game why not fucking use him and like you know I, I guess like again like we shit on them for the screen stuff last week but shit like why not try something like that well, when- the issue with the str- the screen was that Stover and the receivers weren't blocking them. Like yeah. I think. A, well, a... Marv Marv had a uh, had a miss block today. Um, Marv also, I, they should never throw a screen to Marvin Harrison Jr. Obviously, he's not the type of receiver you throw a screen to. But yeah, he could have made a run on the one they did throw a screen to. He like went out for, or he w- he went toward the side. He made a step toward the sideline and then he made a step back. It was blocked well, or at least the first guy was blocked well. And then he just, he just sort of like sat there and waited. What to happened be tackled. to the creativity? I know I know that's uh, a buzzword for offensive play callers, but Ryan Day does this thing where like one play each. I don't know every four games. I remember it vividly. It was last year against Purdue. They they had JSN Olave and Wilson line up in trips on the left. Wilson acted like he or Olave acted like he was going to catch a screen. Wilson blocked, and then JSN ran a slot fade on a fake screen and it was like he could have scored a thousand yards away because nobody's going to touch him like now they just run this little stupid candy ass bullshit screen where it's like oh mm, gee i wonder why the receiver's running parallel to the line of scrimmage what could this (laughs) just why do we not ever use the running back in the in the passing game like that's especially travion henderson when he's healthy like he's clearly and Travion Henderson is going to catch like 50 balls a year in the NFL out of the Mayan, Mayan Williams has one of the best catches of the year in that fucking Notre Dame yeah. game where he comes back to the ball. Like, these guys can do it. Like, why not use that, like, as an extra bit of a weapon, you know? Like, a little angle route here and there or something just to keep the linebackers honest. And, like, man, like, it's just – obviously, like – Today is probably not the day to be experimenting offensively, right? But uh, these yeah. are things that we're going to keep an eye on here, like as we move progress towards the inevitable here. And, um, you know, with the rest of the schedule kind of coming up, it's uh, it, it's getting to be crunch time. Um, yeah, they got two and, games left before Michigan to get it right, basically. And Indiana – so they played two identical, essentially, teams in a row where – First of all, whoever is designing Indiana's schedule should be fucking fired, right? They, <laughs> they played fucking Michigan and Ohio State back-to-back weeks. That's bullshit. Um, yeah, but Ohio State plays Maryland, who just got, I think, dog-walked today by, by um, a not-so-great uh, Wisconsin team. And, yeah, so you're playing two, two air-heavy teams, and then you get the, the big matchup, and we'll see. I mean, like... Hull was probably as close, like, from a body type standpoint as what you're going to see to Blake Corum. 
um, at least for the rest of this year. And he, he definitely. I was trying to figure that out. Is he white? I, we're, I don't think he sure. is. I thought he was. It. I'm not sure. That was that was being debated while the game was on. <laughs> is Evan Hull white? Uh, honestly, the most entertaining <laughs> thing to come out of the game. Um, yeah. Because God, that was dog shit. Uh, that was real dog shit hours. There's, um, there's, there's no reason. I, I get it. Michigan has a great O-line, maybe the best in the country. But there's no reason that if Ohio State's four best D-linemen are on the field, that Michigan should throw them around. No, if it's Taron Vincent, who's been eating blocks right this year, Mike Hall, who is just a monster interior Tyler pass Williams, rusher. Zach Harrison. Zach Harrison. Like JT. any of those five, you're good. Yeah. Um, no. We're playing the game on turf, too, I think that helps, right? We're not playing in mud. I mean, um, I will be curious. We won't go back there or at least very least until they have the new stadium. I'm curious what that new stadium is like, because that Ryan stadium that they play in Ryan field or whatever, man, that is, uh, it's that's a rough, that's a rough place to play. Like, um, you know, just very small stadium. Uh, like, and and that certainly did not help with the wind. I don't think like, I think maybe if you play at, at a place that's a little bit more insulated, it becomes a little bit more doable, but Man, they were. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's basically elements. like playing on like a high school practice field. There's no thick grass stands. too. Like, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm curious. All the renderings of that new stadium look insane, but like, I mean, who the hell is going to those games, right? Like, they're having trouble filling the stadium that they have right now, and they're like, you know, trying to build like a. 60 to 70,000. It does look really stadium. cool. I'll give them that. It looks really yeah. cool. Um, so maybe that's part you, you of the have draw. To, I don't you know. have to wonder, where's that money coming from? I know Epstein's <laughs> dead, air quotes, as they say, but is he? McKinsey. Kill the man, not the uh, Yeah. McKinsey's, uh, it was it was hiring at the, at the, uh, the stadium today. So, like, mm. half those kids that you see in the student section will be um, – charted with the task of like uh stripping Dude, every every uh, single middle american towns for assets in the next decade <laughs> every single student in the live moss student section looked like the most insufferable person alive yeah um, they're all going to work at goldman sachs like they're yeah, not man. real people yeah i mean all in all pretty disappointing day uh for the ohio state buckeyes um but you know what you fucking won at the end of the day and yeah. you know you avoid any real heartache ryan da- big ryan day guy in here yeah, I mean, you, 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 it was like going to the dentist, you know? You, you oh, just dude, got I, and you move on. <laughs> I just want him to say we were asked today. Like, that's all he I want. He did not do play it. well. Yep. He's a registered Democrat from New Hampshire. He will never do the things he needs to do to win a national title. I just want him to say we were, we were dog shit today. We sucked. That's all I want. That's all yeah, I want. Yeah. Maybe you don't go as far as Brian Kelly did that one time. Uh, it was actually after the Florida State game last year where he was or like, say yeah, I was shit. You know, Just say I was bad. Talked about, people talked about execution, and I'm in favor of it at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, fine. Um, but, yeah, it's – yeah, I, I mean, at some point you got to call it for what it is, and, and that's how you grow as a, as a program is by calling out when you win ugly, right? Like you, you don't have to tell the world that, like, you know – you, you overcame these Herculean odds. Yeah, like you, you were playing the worst team in the conference. Shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bad team. Um, you played badly. You played poorly. And, like, you got to hold your guys accountable at some level. And, like I said, like, it all is about how they bounce back. Because if they have two cakewalks uh, the next couple of weeks heading into the, the 
Uh, Michigan game, we likely probably don't think about this game ever again. Um, Never. Like, ever again. Um, nor should we, really. Um, but, like, if, if we continue to see the rust and stuff, um, my prediction for that uh, Michigan game will be a lot different. Um, yeah, I mean – They should it, beat this it, team's ass because I, I don't think I, – I really don't think with – the our top guys in the front seven out there i don't think a team can run on us that well now i'm not going to say they're going to completely shut them down like you know like 2014 big 10 title game levels like blake Corum and that offensive line are really really good but if like if the best guys are out there i don't think a team can reasonably sustain no. drives oh. running the ball yeah oh. um and then and then it's and then it's up to the offense to just utilize their fucking like all world talents which you know, yeah. shouldn't be that hard, but you never know, I guess. Marvin Harrison thought, Jr. should get 20 targets a game minimum. Yes. And at least yeah. until JSN is back. I agree. Did, there was some fucking crazy stat that came through today. It was like it, prior to entering this game, I had like 49 receptions and 40 of them were for yeah. first downs. Like yeah. that's fucking in, That's lunacy is what that is. Like and I think four or five today were first downs. Yeah. Yep. And he just he just gets the the first down. He gets you know, um, yeah. I mean, again, like when you neutralize the deep ball, like <laughs> weather sort of did. Like, yeah, I want to like I, I I don't think Stroud played great. The receivers especially uh, played pretty poorly um, from my eye. But my biggest concern with the offense was the push the off the offensive line was getting, which was non-existent and then sometimes looked really good sometimes looked really good late in the game um and and just sort of the running game in general that's that's my chief concern thing, i'm not like i'm not real pressed about the passing game the um, thing that pisses me off the most about ryan day is he's just such a little bitch when it comes to talking to the media like as yeah. we know he skirts all serious questions about injuries air quotes snap count or pitch counts as he calls it but but if you're losing with this talent that they've compiled to michigan who is a nice program but just Michigan's doesn't it's a world war ii program dude yeah you to jim harbaugh he drinks he should not milk. lose He's yeah a loser. You should not lose to lose to Jim Harbaugh. That it's like you, you can make all of the excuses in the world about not winning the national title, and some of them, I guess, are understandable. But if they lose twice in a row to Michigan, like there's no, you can't wave that away with like, give him time to you know build or whatever. You know, it's like it's getting ridiculous. How much time does he need? We're in year right, four, right? Yeah, and, and they're getting worse, right? Well, I mean, they are, you know, the, the, the games may be getting worse, but like, again, like you didn't, you, you had the chance to have the hiccup earlier in the year against the dog shit Notre Dame team and you didn't. And like, like, I, I guess like from the macro perspective, like the results aren't getting worse, but it's like when you open up that Pandora's box and you start to zoom in on some things, it's not very pretty, you know? And, and, um, but like, I think it's difficult, like, as as Ryan Day's biggest hater, it's it's like really difficult to like fire a guy for like for this, you know, and like that's the difficult part that you put yourself in is like you're in purgatory. We're in purgatory. We're in fucking like yeah. we're not good enough to actually win national championships. 
but we're not bad enough to like actually look ourselves in the mirror and change things. And we're just waiting for the 24 seven ball essentially to bounce in our favor and like end up, uh, you know, stealing one essentially. And, you know, Georgia did that for years, right? Georgia did that for like a fucking almost a decade under, you know, um, in and around Kirby smart. And like, then they, you know, they finally figured out and now, now the machine's rolling and, you know, um, I, I, you know, is, you know, my thing is like, if, if day ever figures it out, like maybe he just becomes like, a, he becomes that guy, you know, and he, he figures out how these repeatable, he has the work. hard part. He like, you know, how many programs would kill to like basically pick their quarterback each year, which Ohio state does yeah. like, that is the hardest part. And then these easy, the easy parts, it's like pulling teeth, not to yeah. use his own metaphor, but like, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I don't get it. Like he has like the largest advantage in the sport, which to his credit, he has fostered by like himself. Like that's his thing. They weren't that's doing that thing, under urban. Yeah. Like he has successfully created a program where they just get, get their pick of quarterback basically every recruiting cycle. Um, but he hasn't like converted on the, the basics. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. He, he doesn't understand how to adjust. Listen, it took Kirby smart forever. Like, he had those teams, those those early years, like 2017, where they probably should have beat Bama in the title game. 2019, that Georgia team was good, but they didn't have an offense, and they played a historically great LSU team. But he adjusted. He made the right hires. Like, Ryan Day, if it's not his way, he's just going to be a stubborn little rat about it and do nothing. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is, like, it's just – I will say, like, systemically, like, he did – like, this offseason did, like – I mean, hiring Jim Knowles was a, was a great idea. I mean, the defense, like we said, like is really fucking good right now. And like, again, that's something that's going to only, I, I believe will only improve over time. Right. As guys are built and bred in the system, like yeah, they'll absolutely. be able to build, build off of those blocks. But like, I think offensively, like there needs to be something done. And like, again, I get it. He's the offense is his baby, but like, bringing in some other offensive Someone else needs to call maybe. plays. I'm done with him calling plays. I, yeah. Like, and it's it, not just – And it can still be either. his offense. It can still be his yes. offense. But someone else needs to be – You need a real offensive of coordinator. Because he has some really nice concepts. Like, they just don't, like, use them often enough. The you know? problem, like, though, I, I think the difficulty now that we're talking through it, I think the difficulty is, like, if you are bringing in an offensive coordinator, first of all – you know, isn't Kevin Wilson technically the offensive coordinator right now? He, I, dude, he's uh, a bum. Oh, he's Get just him out collecting of a check from he, the state. That's what he's yeah. doing. Him, so, him but like, and I'm, Parker I'm, Fleming are just – like, it's ridiculous that, they, like, the great state of people of Ohio are paying their salaries. I, I mean, that is that is unreal. What I was going to say was, like, if you're going to give anybody a, quote, offensive coordinator gig, like, it's probably going to be hotline just because – like if you don't promote him at some point, like he's probably he might look to leave, and that's where it just becomes difficult. Is like hiring a real offensive mind or like a play calling guru or something only alienates the guys that are like the guy right now, uh, Brian Hartline, who's doing his job at an all world level, and maybe maybe that's his thing. Like maybe he just wants to be in that role forever. Uh, doesn't really want to climb because why the fuck would you, right? Like you can just go out and get any pick of wide receivers you can across the country and 
Um, you know, you, you, you celebrate on draft day, you, you celebrate like on NFL Sundays. Yeah. It, he's, he's on a there's, run of form. That's there's, like, there's no, there's no pressure on you other than to coach your position. And if you're doing that yep. better than anyone, you're worried about putting guys in the NFL. You're not directly responsible for the team's successes. It's nice when they're good because they're obviously going to be good. He's Brian Hartline, but like, you know, he can only do so much. And I think, why wouldn't he just I, stick with that? And I think too, like there's a level to like, what he does where it's like he was at one point like the highest paid player in NFL history or something ridiculous like that. So like, I don't think he needs the money. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe we, maybe there is an avenue to kind of work that out, but that's just something that I would, you know, as myself, just thinking about this in real time, like I'd keep an eye on as like, you know, bringing in an offensive guru. Why don't, why don't let him just fucking, you know, call the shots maybe for a game or two, you know, like, Let's uh let's let him toss him the keys a little bit and like see if he wants to give it a shot, you know? Yeah, let's um, see what he can do against Indiana because they don't need. I could call the offense and they'd still win, yes. but it's worth a shot, man. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Some something's got to give. And again, like you know, we're fucking eight and zero right now. Um, and this is like the biggest hiccup I think of the year, and you you won by two scores, and yeah, that's where it's like at the macro level, it's like it's hard to really hold anybody too accountable for this. I, I don't care about, I mean, I do care, but it's not about like style points for me. It's about what this means against good teams. Yes. You you know, like I, and I like the best proof of that is last year. They wasn't Michigan state like top 10 at the time when they came into Columbus. And then, and then we just destroyed them like 59 to seven. Like that's great. And we've had some of those this year and they're fun to watch, but it doesn't matter if you can't beat Michigan and you can't beat the national teams in the playoffs, which like I, it, and that's why it's kind of hard for me to like draw it. Like, I, like, I don't really know what this means in the long term. Like, is this yeah. a, is this a one week hiccup with bad weather and yada, 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 11 AM local kick, blah, blah, blah. Or is it just a sign that they kind of suck and I don't know. And we're not going to know. The thing that sucks about this season is we're just not going to know until Michigan. November like we, we're just not going to have yeah. any idea what any of this means. Like, even if they go out and just utterly, like, destroy combined 100-0 score against Maryland and Indiana, we just won't know. Like, yeah. I, I Well, again, like, you look back at, like, last week and you're like, well, I mean, how little we've actually learned throughout the season, right? You, like, um, you look at it at a whole, right? Like, Ohio State, you know, you beat Notre Dame by 11 points. You'd obviously like the offensive to, to have been better. You know, you go out and steamroll uh, Toledo and Arkansas State. You beat the brakes off of a bad Wisconsin team, which, again, at the time, like, maybe had some some quasi-life to it. Um, you'd beat, Rutger, beat the hell out of Rutgers and Michigan State and Iowa. And then you like, you know, you got into these, you know, Penn State might end up being a good win, right? Like, I mean, they're they're beating the hell out of Indiana right now. Obviously not saying much, but like that's a top 25 team that, that you'll play. But again, like there just hasn't been a lot of pockets where you can really deem a, learn a whole hell of a lot about this football team. And like you said, like we won't know until um, Michigan. And even then, like <laughs> we might not know until – you know, Georgia. Yeah, who, or... who the hell knows how good Michigan is? Like, okay, last, last, last little rant from me before we get out of here is the worst part of this is it gives 
it gives some credit to all those little rats that write the about freaks. football and the yeah. little freaks that follow them religiously because it's like oh arena ball ryan day it's like you 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 sir you sir the one that wrote a book about the 2020 michigan football season are someone i want to choke to death with my bare hands <laughs> like homer simpson did to bart like you you are sitting here rooting for a team that is historically a loser in your lifetime. But since they have helmets that they stole, by the way, they stole that design. And since they have the most wins of all time against Adrian College and uh, high school teams, you can look that up. <laughs> they sit here and think, oh, I'm at the top of the mountain because last year Michigan won its first Big Ten title in, I don't know, 20 fucking years. Yeah. No, no, no. You go sit back in your little hole. When the big boys are done having a discussion, they'll come talk to you. It's like, <laughs> you want to seat at the big boy table. There's none open. So quit trying. To I do think too, there. like, no, yeah, I do think like you look back at like, I mean, the, if they played well against Georgia, I would understand kind of some, you know, machismo coming out of them. And obviously they've won the game. So like, we'll, we'll continue until uh, they play us again. But like, I mean, they, they, beat Maryland by seven points. Uh, they didn't exactly, uh, you know, take care of business. And Maryland does look pretty Iowa. shit. Maryland looks pretty yeah. shit. Don't worry. Exactly. They found a way to spin that into, so, oh, you know, Michigan wasn't really trying because, you know, they, they know how to win. It's like, shut the yeah, fuck they, up. They play <laughs> like the four up. quarters versus, you know, Iowa, Indiana. Um, you know, I mean, Penn State, I will give them, like, was a better win than ours. Uh, they, they played with Michigan State a little bit. Like, again, like, and you know they, I'm not gonna say it, but like they've got a bit of a matchup coming up before the week before they play Ohio State in Illinois. That like I mean, granted Illinois is now losing to fucking <laughs> losing to Michigan State, but like that's a good defense right there. Like who knows? Like I mean, who knows? But you know they they can't exactly go on cruise control until they they're, play us, and maybe that's losers, to their advantage, man. right? The yeah. fans are losers. They're all F1 fans, and they think that being a super freaking epic, like, the high morality of college football is going to get you somewhere. No. Shut up. Know your place. And understand, you know what? If Michigan wins, okay. Then Ohio State's going to make the necessary changes. I'm sorry. We've won, what? I've been alive for 21 years, so we've won 18 of those. It's like, oh, oh, you win one every 10 years. No, dude. Shut your mouth. Know your place. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Go back into your hole. Go write about Mel Pearson as coach of Michigan hockey and go watch F1. Sorry. I was born in 2001. Yeah. Last year was the only time they've won a consequential version. Obviously 2011, but who the fuck cares about 2011, honestly? 2011 was so fucking brutal, man. Like that. Also, Braxton that Miller still, if he hadn't overthrown what's-his-face, they still would have won. Anyways, uh, our Zoom's running out, so uh, go Bucks. See you, boys. See ya.